0: You're gonna f- a rooster. The the, you, Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ear Buddies. I am Ian Meyer, joined per usual by the purveyor of jugs himself, the luscious Scott, the Gooch Kraus. How are you doing today? Submerge, wamp wamp. Mm, I'm gonna have to boost that later. What's been going on? <laughs> I'm doing great. How doing are you doing? Great. I'm doing all right. You got anything exciting going on? Uh, I have an update. You have an update? Yeah. I also have an update, but you go first.
1: Uh, you go first. Okay.
0: I went to the rock and tour show. Oh yeah, it was I'll, good. I'll go first. Okay, you go. <laughs> okay, you go first.
1: So you remember Hermie.
0: Do you remember Hermie? Hermie. Hermie, Hermie. Uh, remind me. The rooster. Hermy the rooster. Yes.
1: Uh-oh. I had another encounter with Hermie yesterday. Oh, Jesus. I was walking to my car uh-huh. in the morning, and my car was surrounded by roosters, including Hermie. For new listeners or whatever, I didn't hear that episode, the uh, title the creator episode, I believe. I think it was, yeah. Uh, I was attacked by a rooster named Hermie, a um, very aggressive rooster <laughs> on the streets of Fair Oaks. California, and so I I know that he's aggressive because I've been attacked by him before. (laughs) Um, I walk out to my car yesterday morning, and there's like six roosters around my car, and I'm just like, okay, how do I get in my car? And Hermes just kind of like watching over them. So I I go to one side of the car where they're not at, and they start kind of shuffling toward me, all of them. So then I go to the other side. And I put my, and like the passenger side door, and I open it up, and I put some, my I put my stuff in there because I was holding stuff. I close the door, and I look over, and Hermy is standing right in front of the door, <laughs> and he's got his wings spread. Jesus! And he just lunges at me. He just like full on attacks me. And I'm just, and this is pretty early in the morning, and I'm just like, fuck you, fuck Hermy, <laughs> bitch. And I'm like. I'm running backwards, but I'm kicking him too. Yeah. So I, I actually start, I'm like, okay, I know what to do now. I need to kick him. So I start flailing my foot at him while I'm running backwards, and he's dodging expertly. He's like matrix Damn. dodging. Like I'm kicking him full force, and he's like, his like, chit, like, uh, rooster head is like bending under my foot.
0: What did you do to Hermie in a past life?
1: I don't know, but. Eventually, I kicked him enough, or I I tried to kick him. I didn't land a single kick, <laughs> but um, he get he just gave up. He just uh, gave up and walked away. Like neither of us made contact with each other. Oh man, it was quite shit. It was quite the experience. You're gonna have, you're gonna have to kick Hermie's ass one of these days. I feel like I need to just run over run it over in my car. You have to br- Oh, I have the opportunity God. frequently. What did he do to What did I do to Hermie to to deserve that? But you know
0: what? If he's falling you. Yeah. Sounds like he fully wants it. <laughs> yeah, trying to get at that sweet little ass. He heard the uh, Jeff Tweedy episode. Episode. What episode was that? Of uh, six, maybe Four, six. Go back and listen to Jeff Tweedy. Scott Scott tells a very special uh, butt cheek story.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know where you're going with that. <laughs> maybe he's he's heard, he's heard rumors. Mm-hmm. So that's... he wants the good cheek. That's all I got. So go ahead and talk about your dumb concert.
0: Oh yeah. Well that dumb concert had one of your favorite bands playing at it. Yawn. Just kidding. Yawn. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went to the Rack and Tour show. It was uh it was good. Except they use those yonder bags. Have you ever experienced those? Uh no. I've heard about them. Yeah, it's like a little pouch they give you fabric pouch you put your phone into it they lock it up you hold on to it throughout the whole show at the end of the show they unlock it you take your phone out and you put the bag itself into like a receptacle of some sort whatever Mm -hmm. so i have no pictures or video or anything from it which kind of bums me out because i would have liked to have gotten video from it um it was cool they I'm pretty sure they played all the songs that I cared least about from the new album. Oh man, really? all the songs that I didn't really like. Yeah, the main. Se- okay, so they played maybe two thirds of the show and then took a-, a break, maybe a small intermission, and then came back. Thought it was going to be an encore, but it was it was kind of longer. So maybe it was you know maybe a third of the show was there. The first portion was kind of a shitty set list. They played a couple songs that I didn't. I never expected to see live. Mm. which was cool throughout the whole night. And that was really exciting. But the second part of the show, they brought out all the bangers and mm. they ended on steady as she goes spoilers. And they turned that into like this long jam. That was fucking awesome. Mm. It turned into like a weird rhythmic, like dance beat for, for a bit. Cool. Um, it was cool. It was rad. Melvin's opened. Yeah. It was exciting. They were very interesting um, I couldn't tell if the audience was was digging them or not, but there was a, there was a, a few people with Melvin's shirts, so the fans I, were there.
1: I feel like that was an odd choice to have them on the tour. They, they seem very yeah. different. They're a different band completely.
0: Yeah, they were very different, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Um, I couldn't understand a goddamn thing. Uh, Buzzo was saying. I couldn't mm-hmm. understand any of the words that anybody was singing, but the bass player was using some cool effects and I was watching him a lot. I think he had a, like a bass whammy pedal or something hooked up because he would bend a note up high on the bass like, boo, and then he would like dive bomb it down. Mm. So it was like, boo, like super low, and he kept yeah. doing that as like an intro to one of the songs that they were going to go into, like a small little jam thing. And, uh, it was tight. <laughs> They're so fun
1: to see live. I've seen them like three times, and every time was a different lineup, and they did something different. And it's just like always its always entertaining. I don't—I—I I, I, some of my the yeah. best shows I've ever seen are the Melvins.
0: Yeah, I—I I would like to see them again if they come local. I want to go. Cause yeah, I Let saw them. Know.
1: I saw them two, the two drummer lineup, which was awesome. And the- then I think the same bass player that you saw where,
0: but he was playing upright bass. Okay. Melvin's light. He's playing a flying V at this one. This I don't know if this kind of is Melvin's light or what. It's just a three piece. They is that no, light?
1: that's not light. I mean, I don't know. It might be the same guy, but I think that they were originally a three piece.
0: Okay, I could be oh, yeah, about that. Oh yeah, I think that. I think so. What makes Melvin's light then?
1: I don't I don't know. Maybe they <laughs> were originally
0: a four piece.
1: I don't know actually, because yeah. the only constants I know are Dale and Buzz. Those are the two members that I know are always in the band. was. But, but uh, any yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm not a super fan. There's a select, like, three or four four albums that I love, but I, I'm not, like, the super fan that's getting all their shit, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, here's something, too. You know how the tickets, it said you get a free CD or you can upgrade to a vinyl?
1: Oh, yeah, we get the... the the final version of the story. We get an update.
0: Yeah, you can upgrade to the vinyl for an extra 20 bucks. 20 bucks? 20 bucks.
1: What? Just buy
0: it. Yeah, yeah, which I'm not gonna do. (laughs) So I just went with the CDs, so I'm getting them shipped.
1: So you literally save no money.
0: It's like, yeah, you can upgrade, but they don't tell you that you need to pay money to upgrade.
1: You can upgrade...
0: (laughs) Yeah, like how much is the vinyl regularly? Yeah. Without it.
1: It's gotta be... About twenty dollars.
0: Yeah, it'd be about the same.
1: Yeah. It's a ripoff.
0: I don't understand it. But anyway, overall the show was good. Me and Peter, man, had a good time down in down in San Francisco. The whole night went surprisingly smooth, actually. Went really mm-hmm. good. I tell you what though, the audience was driving me fucking nuts mm. because nobody could sit still. Is it Fox? It was Fox Theater, yeah. No one could sit still. There were people just going up and down the aisles the entire fucking time, throughout the entire show, like getting beer, going to the bathroom or something. I don't know. And maybe because we were just like our position next to the aisles and that like we were having to look down the aisle, essentially, to see the stage. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's going to happen no matter where. I don't know. with that many people.
0: it It was ridiculous. Maybe it was just, maybe it was normal and it just seemed ridiculous because of where we were, but... Yeah, It was pissing us off a little bit. We are like, everyone sit still and watch the fucking show. You don't yeah. need to go get hammered at a tour show, okay? Uh, okay. Okay. But uh, they did a medley of, hey, Gip, uh, how are you going to top yourself? And something else that I can't remember because I didn't get a chance to film it. But mm. I found a website online, if anybody wants to. Uh, well, no one's gonna want to look up the fucking setlist for this show, but shout out to—I think it's called Setlist.fm or something. Yeah, they have—I never go there directly, but I'll search like specific shows setlist, and I've been able to find some stuff like from way back in the early two thousands, mm. and it's really cool. And you can kind of—it's kind of like a Wikipedia for setlists. Yeah. And it's really interesting. You go to specific shows and see. And, and, you know, I've done that a few times with shows that I've seen and been like, oh, that's right. I forgot they did play that song or they did do this medley or they, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's, I, I, I'm i glad that exists because there, there are certain shows. I might do that. There are certain shows I, I kind of wish I remembered. Yeah. Well, cool. It is cool. So, Ian. Scott. Uh, we are going to introduce a new segment. We are. What are we doing? We're
0: going to recommend albums Uh, that we have no intention of reviewing on here.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's necessary now that it's every two weeks, especially, Uh, we're going to miss a lot of stuff. And then there's certain things that I don't think that both of us want to review.
0: Mm -hmm. We each have a lot of things that we listen to on a daily basis that we kind of just want to bring attention to that, that excites us. Yeah, that that you know, but we, we only enjoy. get
1: we only get to talk about one album every two weeks, and yeah. I listen. To, I listen to a lot more than that. I mean, I don't. I'm sure you do too. So I I, I brought one that I just started listening to, um, that I know you won't like. Awesome. So it's a wor- not worth reviewing because I already know <laughs> what you're gonna think. I think. Uh, uh-huh. And also, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff comes out. So uh, I have been listening to an artist named Kaina. K-ina. Kaina K a i n a. Okay. The reason I don't think you'll like you would like this is because the I believe the lion's share of the production, and also there's a collaborative spot done by Sen Morimoto. Oof. So I know you don't like him. I do not. He was on my top uh, for last year. His album that he released last year was on my list. Cannonball. So. I should have been playing this the whole time, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I've, I'm digging it. I think it's really good. It's got like similar production, but it's also um, it's not as it's not as like all over the place as Sen Morimoto. This is way better than Sen Morimoto. So you might actually like it. <laughs> Maybe I change. This isn't bad. But um, I don't think
0: this is something I would listen to on the daily. I don't think it's cool.
1: for you, really. Yeah, it, it did kind of give me like Lauren Hill vibes a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's just really interesting structurally and just really relaxing. I've been enjoying it. I think it's a cool thing. Right on. And uh, Sam Morimoto's voice is about to come up here. It's rapping in Japanese.
0: That's kind of legit, though.
1: Yeah. I wish I could speak Japanese.
0: Yeah. It's a really complex language, right?
1: I have no idea. What's the most
0: complex language? Is it uh, Dutch? (laughs) I don't
1: know. Any language is complex to me.
0: No, there's one language in particular that's like the most complex.
1: I started trying to teach myself Hebrew Uh very, very minimally. minimally. I'm not trying that hard. (laughs) Like I put on one podcast, Uh um, but it's just like very complicated to me.
0: If anybody knows what the most complex language in the world is to learn and speak, send it to us. Tell us what it is. Because, so for me, uh, Hebrew, like, they
1: don't use vowels. Oh, right. Like, oh, yeah, that's. Well, they do until you speak fluently and then they drop it. It's like, uh, it's like training wheels. Hmm. Like, when you go to Israel, there's no vowels. And then the way that they speak, it's like there's different words for men and women. The things that you say, it's like diff- completely different for men and women. Uh-huh. I don't know. There, it's just it's just weird. I I, yeah. I, I want to learn it because I want to make my grandma proud. But <laughs> anyway,
0: aren't you a good little grandson? Yeah. But yeah. anybody yeah. anybody can can reach us at earbuddiespod at gmail Ear dot Pod on all other platforms and you can please don't be shy you can yeah don't be shy and you can tell Scott what a good boy he is and you can tell me what the most difficult language to learn and speak is
1: slide into our dms and say I'm a good boy
0: all up in our dms we we love it direct message so I'm gonna go ahead and uh butcher this segment immediately I don't have one this week
1: (laughs) okay oh I mean that's fine
0: I had a thought of one earlier and then I really like I was dedicated to this particular album And I realized that it is something that I think I definitely want to talk about on here at some point in the future.
1: I figure this segment that we are going to name eventually will, it won't be like one per person. It could just be like, I'll bring two, you bring zero, you bring three, I bring zero. Doesn't matter.
0: A random assortment? Yeah. I like that.
1: Just a lot, not let things pass that we think is worth talking about.
0: Yeah. Shed some light on some good shit. Yeah. How does that sound?
1: Kaina. Oh, and the album's called Next to the Sun. Next to the Sun, you By say? Kaina, yeah. <laughs> Ow.
0: I'm pretty hot, seven inches from the midday sun. <laughs> Scott, I'll tell you what, it's time for another segment. What's that? I'm going to corn feed you some information. This oh. is Off the Cob. God.
1: I, I want to, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to let everyone know that you're just almost licking your corn pendant that you wear every episode. Yeah, it's my charm. We're approaching it's that. Me, uh... Uh, we're approaching the August 18th anniversary of Fall of the Leader. We'll have to do something special. That's right.
0: Yes. What are we going to do on August 18th?
1: I don't know. But we'll, f- we'll mm. we have a couple days. To be determined. Scott. Oh, uh- um, and I, I... <laughs> I want everyone to know that Ian recorded that. That's not corn. I thought it was corn.
0: Yeah, I wrote that. (laughs) I guess that's kind of good that you thought it was.
1: Yeah, I just want people to know so they can give you credit because that's really impressive.
0: Thank you. I wrote and recorded that, and uh, whether that's something to be proud or ashamed of is yet to be determined. You made it so believably shitty. Scott, on February 22nd, 2005... It was announced that founding member and guitarist Brian Head Welch had decided to leave Korn in pursuit of his newfound relationship with the Christian faith and to build a healthier relationship with his daughter, Jenea. Though, his departure led to many trials and tribulations through the years as he struggled to navigate his new path as a solo artist and a father. His relationships with his former bandmates soon dissolved. His solo career didn't take hold the way he had hoped, and he dove off the deep end with his religious focus. Korn continued on to release four albums in his absence, one of which contained two songs lashing out at Head and criticizing some of his ideals. Wow. How do you feel about that, Scott? Does it make you kind of sad? Yeah, it makes me pretty sad. Like, Support
1: your friends, man.
0: Does it make you feel things?
1: You know what? Uh, I was at lunch with my dad recently and he watched that documentary.
0: Loud Crazy Love?
1: Yeah, that's about Head, right? Yeah. And he told me, he's like, Yeah, made me kind of respect that band. And I was just like, Dad (laughs) you have a good taste in music. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't tell him that, but but um I I think I looked really surprised and he's just like, Yeah, I've never really heard corn though. Like Ah. he's never listened to a single corn song apparently. Okay. But he respects them because of the documentary he watched. So it must be a good documentary.
0: It's pretty good. I've said previously on the podcast it, they they kind of dramatize some things. Like there's scenes where it's him. He's sitting in a chair in a big dark room, like talking to them about these things. And there's like little camera montages where it like passes by his face slowly as it fades out and his eyes are closed and stuff. Or he's standing out staring into a snowstorm very dramatically. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sensitive to that type of stuff now. Well, not sensitive, but just like kind of jaded by it.
0: I get that a little bit.
1: Like I, I don't trust filmmakers as much as I used mm-hmm. to. Where it's just like they, they have an agenda.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a little bit of an agenda behind it, but it is like a genuine documentary, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, like head went through a bunch of shit. He like, you know, he got sober. He, he found, found Jesus. All right. Let's found his Lord and Savior. I'm gonna cut you and, off, uh, <laughs> Scott. Have no fear. Head did eventually go on to find himself as time passed. He maintained his sobriety successfully while finding a healthy balance between his music, his dedication to God, and the strongest relationship him and his daughter had ever had. And in May of 2002, Head was brought out as a special guest to close out the night at a festival in North Carolina, performing the song Blind with his former friends and bandmates in Corn. I think I'm going to cry. Prior to this, Head had begun reconciling with the members and even began to jam with them on some material until it became officially announced in May of 2013 that Head had rejoined Korn. Wow. How do you feel about that? Does that make you happy now? Does that make you feel things? It makes me want to say, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow is right, Scott. Isn't that some exciting stuff? Yeah. Hey, if you'd like to know more about all the intricacies and stuff in between, you know, all this and that, you can ask me. You can ask me anytime. I'm here for you. Or you can watch the documentary too. Uh, you know what? This episode is not sponsored by Loud Crazy Love. What what uh, what's that on? It's on Showtime. Oh, I
1: don't have Showtime.
0: I have it through a bundle with something else for a bit. So
1: well, if I can get a showtime trial, I'll watch it and then
0: I'll tell you what I think. Hey, man, just come over. We'll watch it together. Okay, I don't I'll know think I'll... about it. <laughs> Consider it. We'll do a you know we'll do a commentary track to it. Okay. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. People want to hear that, right? <laughs> Sync up loud crazy love with our bullshit commentary. I'm.
1: I think that people would love to hear that as much as they would love to hear this podcast.
0: Hmm. Very little. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Scott, enough bullshit. You know what we're here to talk about today? Tom York. That is correct. Yes. The latest album, the latest actual album from Tom York, as opposed to the soundtrack he had put out uh, previously, Hmm. Anima. Anima. Which was released on June 27th of this year, which is 2001 niner.
1: Ooh. Yeah, it came out pretty recently. We're on top of it.
0: It uh, also came out at the same time as a uh, a collaboration he did with Paul Thomas Anderson for a short on Netflix that mm-hmm. everyone should check out. It's about 15 minutes. It's got three of his songs in there. It's uh, I've read that it's kind of like an extended music video. Yeah. In um, some you watched it, right? I did. I watched it today, so I'm funky fresh. <laughs> uh, what'd you think? Thought it was good. I thought it was kind of a trip, very strange, very yeah. choreographed, which I appreciated.
1: I quite enjoyed it. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more later, but
0: I thought it was cool. It's uh, it ties in with you know themes that he's got on this album. Mm-hmm. I read a bit of an analysis on it. Um, uh, you know, aside from my own analysis on it, <laughs> which uh, you know basically penned it as as an interpretation on society and how we kind of passively move through it, like life and society in our own little worlds mm-hmm. and basically how nobody really pays attention to the world around us. Like as long as they're okay, then they're just kind of sleepwalking through it. Um, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we are, let's, but I'm let's come in, back.
1: Let's come back to that. Diving in tip
0: first. Let's,
1: uh, let's formally introduce this album and then I have something to talk about with that.
0: Fine. Scott, do you know what label this album is on? I
1: believe it's on XL.
0: XL Recordings? Yeah. So Interesting. I never heard of them. This is his third official release. Do you yes. know if the other albums were through that label?
1: Th- they were all on XL, it looks like. Tomorrow's Modern Boxes was too.
0: Suspiria, the Suspiria soundtrack was as well.
1: So that's his label.
0: There you go. So Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, third, third album through XL, produced by Nigel Godrich, per usual. I'll read the track listing this time.
0: Whoa, changing it up. I know. Uh,
1: traffic. Uh, last I heard, he was circling the drain. Twist. Dawn Chorus. I'm a very rude person. Not the news. The Axe. Impossible Knots. And Runaway Away.
0: I give that a solid 8.5.
1: Well, there's a vinyl bonus track, man.
0: A vi- oh, shit.
1: It's called Ladies and Gentlemen, Thank You for Coming. I missed out five minutes could have had five extra minutes i didn't hear that so
0: i didn't either i give your track listing an 8.5 oh, that's pretty good yeah it's not bad you only fucked up a couple things
1: <laughs> i didn't read the parentheses you said i'm
0: a very rude person but oh. it's in fact i am a very rude person all right whatever you didn't, you didn't mention that he was circling the drain is in parentheses and there's three dots before he mm. and uh you know you sped through it a little quick Well, I just figured people wouldn't care that much. They probably don't, but uh, you know, got to have, got to maintain the method.
1: Well, you were talking about the short film. I was. And about how. Going in tip first. Something about the living through, walking through life or going through life without any like, um, like passively.
0: Yeah. I can't take, I can't claim all the words I described as my own. Uh, It was from an article I read.
1: But there was, I can believe that. I I didn't look into much of the lyrics on this album, as I don't do for pretty much any Tom York or Radiohead album. As a huge fan of Radiohead and Tom York, I it's just not how I consume their music. But uh-huh. <clears throat> one of the themes of the short film, which I I suggest people watch, if, even if you have like a passing interest in this album, it's really really well done. But the people are like choreographed, like everybody around Tom York including Tom York are doing very robotic and measured timed movements. Yeah. Like it's just like, but it also just, it doesn't feel enthusiastic. It's like very, uh, very sleepy puppet puppety sleepy movements. So it does feel like it goes with that theme, but it was really cool. Uh, Something I did notice too is uh, we saw Tom York last December. We did. And he had, with him Nigel Godrich who produced this album and Tariq Bari Tariq Bari did the projections in their live show and he did the projections he was credited as the projections in the movie oh no shit yeah so he was in the short doing projections apparently that's awesome I thought that was really cool I don't know I I mean what'd you so let's let's go back because we we
0: put the tip in let's take it out and let's what do you think about the album I think the album was pretty good It got better with every listen that I gave it. Yeah. I thought the first couple listens I was thinking, oh, it's a little boring, but I could recognize that there's something here. And then maybe it was on the third or fourth listen, something switched and I was a lot more into it. I was like, okay, I, now I'm, I started to feel it. I started to internalize it more Yeah, and it's very good. Yeah. I think it's a really good album. It's kind of a slow burn. It's very ambient. It's it is definitely a grower. I think I think it needs it needs multiple listens for you to fully take it all in. Just yeah, I don't want to say comprehend it or, you know, just just to fully internalize it. You know?
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think that and a,
0: it, one a person could say that about Tom York or Radiohead in general, like
1: yeah. But I think with with Tom York's solo stuff, I always kind of approach it a little bit apprehensively. Just like I don't know what to expect out of him sometimes. Yeah, I know it's going to be electronic. I don't know if I'm going to fully enjoy it as much as like a proper Radiohead release, typically. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm usually like kind of weary about it. Uh-huh. Um, but with this one in particular. I think maybe as as soon as I put that guard down, because I, I kind of look at it a lot more critically without trying to, as soon as I put that guard down, I found myself loving this album. And it's like, the more I listen to it, especially with headphones, the mm-hmm. more I pick up. Like there's yeah. so many little things. It feels so meticulously crafted throughout the whole thing where there's little sounds that sound amazing that you don't hear until you're like third or fourth listen. Mm-hmm. At all. Like, there's certain things I didn't even know existed that I love. Cause I, I can tell he just like spent a lot of time with this stuff, just kind of getting it perfect. Right. Like, I, I was watching an interview or listening to an interview on the way here, and he was saying that he was spending so much time on the song Don't Course, just uh-huh. like trying to find that breakthrough moment. And he just, like, cause that, that song is just him speaking really. Mm
0: hmm this might be one of my standouts actually
1: it's one of mine too it's just him speaking with like these chords going around him yeah and he was he was having he said he was having trouble finding the voice the voicing for these chords. uh and once he found that moment it just it just like that part of the interview i realized that like how how seriously he's like crafting this he's yeah, he's really building on
0: You can feel the work he put into it. Yeah,
1: he's building on these emotions and he's like trying to convey he has a vision that he's like I don't know, it it felt like there was a lot more love and passion in this album than other Tom York albums. Um mm-hmm. this song in particular, I think is beautiful. It is. I think that the sounds in this song are simple but like very just There's a a lot of layers. I don't know. It's it's subtle is, I guess, the way to put it. It is.
0: And the album itself is... Understated. Yeah. And the album itself is... um, It's interesting because at times there's a lot going on, but yet it still feels spacious. It feels like he's making good use of space between things. But like, even at times when it seems clustered, it never feels clustered. Yeah. Even when there's a, a ton of different things going on.
1: Yeah. Um the, the sounds in this album I think are the reason for that. Everything the production. fits
0: very well. It is, you know, it's pretty ambient and there's it's rigid where it needs to be. Yeah. Um at points uh maybe, you know, that might not necessarily apply to this song in particular, but um the that's I that's my thought. That's the thought L- I have. This- <laughs>
1: thought done thought. <laughs> Th- this song in particular i think is noteworthy it doesn't sound like anything else on the album something else he brought up in the interview that i knew but hearing him say it it's just like wow that kind of clicked for me like he basically just sings one note that entire song ah, and everything around him is like moving but it's still really captivating there's something about it that, that makes it just feel very emotionally relevant the interview was interviewer was saying that he was like in his car just check out this xl interview uh i think it's the official xl interview but he was in his car and listening to this album he just he thought his life was put all together and he just started crying he (laughs) had this like cathartic moment because because it was just so something about it triggered him but anyway i could see that i can too i could see that happening like if if you just have something you're holding in and you listen to that song and you're just like alone in your car, it's just like little tears, you know. But the rest of the album didn't sound like that, but I I I'm gonna just say I think I my other experience, main experience aside from the Suspiria soundtrack, which by the way, I'm gonna finish the thought, but that he said that was his writer's block was the Suspiria soundtrack. In this really yeah that was when he was going through writer's block so he was just like exper- experimenting with a bunch of weird noises
0: oh
1: um he was surrounding himself with all this abstract music interesting i don't feel that from that album but anyway eraser is the other one that i had the most exposure to i own that album and i like that album i like this album more i uh, think really yeah i think this is my favorite tom york solo
0: album I think it might be mine too. Yeah. Whoa.
1: It had more like emotional weight. It reminded me more of a Radiohead release mm-hmm. than his other stuff, which doesn't have, it doesn't have to be like a Radiohead release for me to like it. But I just think that Radiohead tends to have a little bit more fleshed out songs, a little bit more, I don't know, continuity, I, or I guess. I don't know. Just a little.
0: With Radiohead? Radiohead
1: feels like more of an event.
0: Well, and I think they're more of a collaborative force. Yeah, this is the direction of one man essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you know he's got people that come in and and
1: Nigel, yeah, Nigel and Godrich help
0: him, but it, it's to help him with his direction. Yeah, with Radiohead, it might be more of a a team effort. You know, a team direction. We're all building to this thing together. but i could be wrong too that could be all it could be all tom york and radiohead too i don't know what their creative process is
1: i have no clue but i liked it i like this album and i think that the the short film it enhances it um yeah i mean i liked the album before i saw the short film but watching the short film is just like a little bit more of a full it it fills in the picture a little bit like artistic intentions stuff like that um Mm -hmm. that i i liked it a
0: lot what do you review this album I liked it too. I like I said it it really grew on me. This isn't the type of thing that's, you know, the first thing I would I would go in for. This yeah. isn't necessarily my MO, I guess per se, but yeah. I do enjoy it. It's kind of just not my main genre focus. Well, I
1: will I say like don't put this on at a party. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't put this on when you're working out. Don't uh Maybe don't even put this on when you're driving your car. I mean, it's just like...
0: Don't put it on at work because it is very relaxing. You'll fall asleep or cry at your desk.
1: Don't put it on at home because uh, you might cry in front of your dog. Yeah. Don't, don't don't put, put it, it on. on. Just don't put it on. <laughs> yeah. It's a great album. Don't put it on, though. It's, it doesn't really fit in any situation. No, um, I think it's a good headphone album. Yeah. Lounging relaxing album Mm -hmm. it's not really good for putting it on and doing work around the house or something it's a thinking man's album
0: yeah it's and it's something that you can feel Mm -hmm. so if you're not in the mood to really feel things yeah this might not be the album for you at that time yeah because i wouldn't
1: play this for anybody i would just put it on when you're alone yeah
0: yeah it's it's I don't know what more to say about it. I feel like I have so many thoughts, but we've been able to t- Yeah, I to mean, dish it all out. It's just it's just good. It's very well produced. Yeah. It's the creative direction is awesome. Mm-hmm. It is I believe somewhat of a concept album on social life and whatnot. I'll
1: believe uh, you on that. I don't the know.
0: Social aspects of It deals a lot with the, like just social things. Mm-hmm. Tropes. That's a good word. And if I'm wrong, then you know, it's it's up for then interpretation anyway. I lost all anyway. credibility. I lost all credibility. No, it's and it's up in for interpretation anyway. So you know,
1: Interpret- interpretation, interpretation. My it. name is Dizzy Mayer.
0: That's what I sound like. I was speaking just now.
1: My name is Meyer. I was speaking just now too. Um, Here I go again. Do you have any track picks? I think we we don't need to say much more, right? Do you have any other thoughts about the song?
0: Not really. I think broadly. we were kind of blasted through that. Yeah. I have some picks. I think I am a very rude person. Might have been one of my picks. That's um, this
1: was a great one that I didn't think about being a pick until this morning. Oh, I was, love how it starts.
0: It was hard to pick pick picks for this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what pick pick is in um, Filipino? No. It's like a slang for um, female genitalia. Oh pick pick anyway uh, I like this
1: intro here
0: yeah it's
1: just like See, one it's channel just, it's
0: very tight and just yeah feels really nice feels very intimate when it needs to be there's a
1: lot of subtle things like uh, just make it feel
0: very well thought out it just feels watertight I think that Tom York has one of the cleanest and best-sounding falsettos and, like, higher registers of singing in, I would say, rock. Yeah. But this isn't necessarily rock. Well,
1: he In rock
0: and just in music. what I... He's up there for me. I think he sounds great.
1: Without Tom York, you don't have Radiohead. I mean, his, like... His voice is one of my favorite voices. That's what I like so much about Radiohead, it's just his, all of his, like the range of his voice. He does so many different things with his voice that sounds really cool. And I mean, it helps that. That's not the only thing I like, of course, and that's not the only reason I like it, but that's what makes it, uh, like, puts it apart from other things. For
0: sure. One thing I'll say is the album is. Kind of a slow burn, but in the best way possible. Uh-huh. The songs each have very subtle buildups. Yeah. And it's hard to find pieces of a song in particular that you might like without playing the entire song. Yeah. <laughs> because, like here, all of a sudden there's some ambient kind of strings, or I don't even know what, in the back droning around. There's ghosts. Yeah, it's there's like ghosts a in there ghost droning chorus. Around. Yeah. A, yeah that it built up into and he just adds little components to these songs. And you know, some of them on here are like s- around seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think there's one. That's what I mean by some of them. I think there's one around seven minutes. <laughs>
1: I would have rolled with it. I don't but,
0: know. um, anyway, so that was, that was one of my picks. What, what you got?
1: Um, something that goes with your last point. Uh, one of my picks is twist. twist, twist,
0: twist, 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 twist this was like almost a, uh, pick for me.
1: I I don't care that much about the intro that much. I don't either. I don't like that he's saying twist, really.
0: But what it turns into is cool.
1: Yeah, so the very end, it gets really awesome. Just the build on this song is my favorite build on this album. And this is like a seven... This might be the seven-minute song you're talking about. It's about seven minutes long.
0: (laughs) Approximately seven minutes.
1: I love the chord progression at the end, though. It just... it's good it's really yeah, good it's just so
0: nice sounding
1: <laughs> it feels freaking awesome it feels amazing it's
0: grown on me so much I really thought I was going to think this album was boring at, at first I was
1: worried too I I came into this um, I wanted to review it because it was Tom York but uh, I came into this like this is going to be another tomorrow's boxes or you know just like what what do I have yeah, to care about it my, you
0: know? I'm glad I pushed through my first two listens my first two listens weren't very favorable they weren't bad but i just didn't think much any of anything of it. are you
1: listening to this like the, oh yeah the thing in the back like there's so many layers to this song yeah. and they're all so subtle just incredible anyway <laughs> that's that's one of my that's a pick
0: yeah it's really good each song has its own thing that you're like oh i think this might be one of my picks and then you go to the next one you're like no this one might do it yeah the next one is no this one might do it and you're you know there's none that really stand out high above the rest they all hover around the same kind of level of enjoyment yeah. but in a good way
1: i think Don chorus is the only one that really sounds completely in its own world mm-hmm. like the rest of the album has a pretty similar vibe um, i would
0: disagree only because of impossible knots which is one of my picks
1: we saw him play that live did we? Yeah, he played this at the show he went to. Because I had video of that.
0: I was wondering if he played some of these songs at that show. I actually just sent you a link I found on YouTube. Someone got footage of the whole for performance. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if that was just like a collage of different video go- videos that he gathered and compiled into one. But um, listening through this, I'm like, some of these sound a little familiar. I, wonder- I meant to go back and watch that video and see if I recognized any of them. But this one seemed different to me because... Of this live bass
1: <laughs> yeah and I it's like obvious to me that he played this bass it yeah. sounds so much like Tom's bass style now that I know that he plays bass on the eraser and stuff yeah
0: uh, I, on black swan is that the name of the yeah, song yeah he
1: was playing it lot while yeah. he was singing when we saw him which that was is cool pretty sick yeah um, I did like the song too this wasn't was this a standout for you
0: yeah okay I went back and forth with it and ultimately landed on standout
1: Okay, I, I like this song too. Every time I hear this song, I think about his weird movements when we saw him.
0: His gyrations. Yeah. And noddings. Just bizarre. He's movements. rocking that hair. He's rocking that man bun in the in the uh, the the Netflix short. He's he's aging gracefully. Hmm, debatable. <laughs> he's looking a little rugged.
1: I mean, he looks rugged, but he looks cool.
0: He's looking a little um, schmiegel-ish. schmiegel ish Schmeagle.
1: Yeah, I think he looks precious He's
0: (laughs) Nice pull, Scott That was a
1: pretty good joke Very good Bazinga My favorite track on the album Was The Axe The song is crazy to me
0: This song, my note for it in particular Was Slow Burn (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's a long track This is another about seven minutes Long
0: track I think it's exactly 7. Oh, 659. Fuck. Technically, I'm right. Technically. Yeah, this was a cool song, though.
1: I, I love the build in this song. And I love the vibe of this song. It feels like very dark, and it was like, I thought we had a deal. It was a cool
0: chorus. Yeah, this does make me think of him dancing around a bunch. <laughs> he might have played this.
1: yeah I thought we had a deal was a pretty sick line and I i I just think that this song is it conveys a really powerful emotion I don't know what that is uh-huh. just like betrayal and despair and just like I love it I think it's, it's just Man. the overall compos comp- composition it's pretty sick yeah so. That's good. It just made me feel good. Remind me of like Portishead or something, which I mm. I love.
0: Well, you do, do you? You want to get into our final thoughts? Yeah. Are we, how are we're going to rate this? First of all, do you recommend it? Hell yeah, I recommend it. If I you, rec- I recommend several listens. If it doesn't do it for you on the first two, just keep going because it'll click.
1: Yeah, in the same uh, lunch I had with my dad, he was saying, "Oh, it's." I was sampling it. Just whatever. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't know if I. Care too much about Tom York anymore or whatever, his solo stuff. And I'm going to message my dad just like, hey, or I'm going to call him. I'll call him. It's like, listen.
0: <laughs> Oi, cunt. Yeah. Listen.
1: Oi, bitch. That's my dad. Um,
0: oh, I thought that was you talking to your dad, telling him to listen to it. I don't know what I'm saying anymore.
1: But <laughs> I'm going to call him and tell him that he has to listen three times and then report back. So
0: Yes, in its entirety and then report back.
1: It's only f-
0: like 45 minutes long yeah know. over nine songs,
1: yeah I mean they but each song is cool,
0: yeah there's true. no song I don't like yeah. on this album, mm-hmm, so that's fair, I agree with that,
1: I think it's the tightest album he's done, maybe Eraser was a little bit more thematically consistent like I that's don't that's know. debatable too yeah uh it it had its own flavor for sure, yeah, but I like this I like this flavor better,
0: mm-hmm, so I would say it's consistent, it's consistent, yeah, this yeah. is
1: consistent too so
0: what are we going to rate it out of?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, we can rate it out of...
0: Out of uh, Scott Krause and Hermie fuck sessions. <laughs> That's, Cause Hermie wants that cheek. Okay. Um, You're going to fuck a rooster. I don't
1: have a choice, do I?
0: No, you don't. How about... Uh, we don't condone peace reality on this podcast. Yeah. Unless it's Scott Krause fucking a rooster.
1: <laughs> so what are what is this review system? Good old fashioned rooster fuck. <laughs> rooster fucks. Wow. Um, this was this is no, actually uh, one of our most serious podcasts up see. until this point. We should just abandon thematically tying in the rating system and just do a random one every episode.
0: A random one? Yeah. Irrelevant to the rest of the show? Yeah. Um, all right. What you got?
1: Let's do uh Philly cheese steak
0: uh buns Philly cheese steak buns specifically buns
1: yeah like uh I ate the steak because the steak's the best part and I left the buns
0: you left the carbs behind mm mm-hmm. uh now does one bun count as the b- top and bottom is that one point or two points uh
1: so yeah it, the great question uh that's two points mm okay.
0: Uh Scott, you go first.
1: Okay. I'm gonna go four sandwiches worth of buns, eight buns. Eight buns. Completely huh? separate.
0: Okay. All separated.
1: Separate and dripping with cheese. Dripping with cheese. There's still cheese
0: on there. You didn't eat the cheese?
1: No, I just wanted the steak. In this Dude, scenario I'm on I'm keto. <laughs>
0: I think you can still have cheese on keto.
1: Yeah, but um I didn't I didn't know that in this scenario. <laughs>
0: In this okay, hypothetical that's
1: scenario, I, did, I didn't know that.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: And only in this scenario. I knew that, of course. In real life, of course, I knew that.
0: I'm going to give this zero cheesy Philly cheesesteak buns because I would never just eat the steak out of a Philly cheesesteak. I want that whole sandwich. You're going rogue. I'm going rogue. I want that whole sandwich. That whole sandwich is one unit. I'm giving this 8.5 Philly cheesesteak sandwiches.
1: Hmm. You're giving it.
0: units. 8.5 units of measurement out of 10 units of measurement. You you
1: use Philly cheesesteaks as a unit of measurement? Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, yeah. What's the measurement? Is that a foot? Or is it a cheesesteak? You don't even use the- The the cheesesteak is the unit. You don't even use the imperial system. You just use cheesesteaks? Just cheesesteaks, baby. So like when it's hot outside, you're like, man, this is like 12 cheesesteaks. Like the temperature of a cheesesteak is your base unit of measurement.
0: Look, I'm not going to argue with you about units of measurement. This volume is about four cheesesteaks. It's take a regular sized cheesesteak sandwich, duplicate that by eight. Yeah. Then take half of one of those and throw it on top.
1: Okay. I think
0: I get it. Okay. I explained it enough to you? I think I get it. Eight Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, another half Philly cheesesteak sandwich.
1: And then you lay it all down and Hermie and I fuck on top of it.
0: That's exactly how this goes. I eat the half, though. You guys can fuck on the eight.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, Hermie will perch himself on the half a uh, cheesesteak.
0: And begin to squawk.
1: Yeah. I don't know why I'm putting myself in a hypothetical scenario. Mm. I'm, um,
0: not, I'm not any happier about it than you are. <laughs>
1: good because i i'm actually disgusted with myself so how do you think that ranks as far as like the worst rating systems of all time
0: oh it's pretty high or low depending on how you look at it <laughs> yeah interpret that high, how you will. high
1: or low in the same sense
0: sure yeah okay <laughs> scott you want to get out of here before we apparently just fall asleep in the middle of recording <laughs> yeah, this what's happening right now oh no <laughs> all right yeah let's Let's get it. Let's get this. Sh- oh, here I
1: go. I'm going to sleep.
0: Oh, God. There he goes. Wait, Scott, is there anything you want to add? Before he falls- Oh, God. Oh, we lost him. All right. I don't want to wake Scott up. But we want to remind everyone out there to check your epididymises. And until next time, this has been your buddies. <laughs> this has been another installment of the ear buddies podcast bye bye now